Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. Hello. Hello. How are we? All right. I'm good. How's your week gone? Well, I'm all ready for Christmas now. Not long now. Not long at all. Shopping done. I can't wait. I'm really excited. I've been winding everyone up all week because I finished ridiculously early on a Wednesday. You like management, you are, aren't you? Well, they always finish early, don't they? Well, you know, I'm not management booking. Not on the golf course, <laughs> Tuesday. If I could play golf, yeah. <laughs> never, but I never played golf. Not proper golf. Played crazy golf. Love crazy golf. Is that place up Newcastle, isn't it? It's quite a posh game, I think, golf. Oh, yeah, you have to wear certain clothes as well. Yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't wear shorts and stoke top. I'm sitting up with a pair of Adidas jackets, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> stoke, uh, stoke top pants. Yeah. Well, what's up, mate? You can't play golf, isn't this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. One... <laughs> Must be Stoke away. We went out for his uh, Christmas meal down uh, the enemy's place, Boslem. Oh, I went down Boslem, did you? How did that go? It's alright. What did anything jump up and down about, but well, I could wasn't paying to, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> what curry did you have? Uh, I didn't sell steak. Steak in a curry house? <laughs> I'm not a big fan, mate. Steak in a curry I'm house? I'm not a big fan, I aren't. Well, I mean, they're, they're probably in shock. You're asking, can I have a steak, well, please? What? Yeah, get this dusty menu out the back. He's <laughs> like, give, sh- it, give it to that awkward one in the corner. <laughs> oh, in fairness, though, there was only six of us, and three of them sick. <coughs> so, I bet they were like, better nip Tesco. <laughs> I think the worst thing was when, when anybody went outside and you had a look around the actual restaurant, everybody was eating curry, bar three of us on this table. <laughs> I mean, you don't go curry house for steak. <laughs> I should have just killed him off and asked for waffles with him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, got any, that's got any veg yeah. and some gravy. <laughs> <laughs> he did look at me straight and asked for mayonnaise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no vinegar either for the chips. Oh, oh tell you what, it's all start back in time, isn't it, this? I think we always had vinegar back in the day, didn't we? I don't know, there's probably a time we didn't have vinegar. But I mean, what did you have on chips if you didn't? We're saying that's so subject with you, isn't it? £3.80. <laughs> don't get me started on them chips. <laughs> anyway, so we did play this weekend. We did play. Well, I'll say weekend, Friday. Yeah, I watched it in the pub. What was worth watching? I know, it's not a good game at all. No. But we'll go into it because it's our job on the Potters podcast. Two one, well, two one defeat, is it? Two one, Riverside, Middlesbrough reserves, <laughs> apparently. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Well, we did take the lead, but <laughs> as you well know, this season we can uh, let a uh, lead slip quite so easily. Yeah, yeah, easy. I mean, Sam Clucas gave us the lead, didn't he? It's a great finish that. It was, to be fair. I'm, yeah. I've been impressed with Sam Clucas this year. Yeah. I have. He's got problems and it, uh, he's not the best midfielder in the world, but I tell you what, he's got a good finish on. He knows, where the, he knows, he knows how to finish. Um, front. <laughs> can't, 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 can't be worse. Can't, can't be any worse than the absolute hopeless garbage we've got. Yeah, I mean, we had more of the ball again. But yeah, that seems to be the bloody. That's, that's, been, that's been all season. We've had most of the ball, still losing every game. I mean, on target, was pretty tight between the two. We had three, they had four. I mean, the thing is, you're looking at two teams struggling again. Yeah. This is week in, week out. I mean, that this is a bad result for Stoke. Really bad result. I mean, what worries me is, is the second goal, the defending is bordering on embarrassing. The first one is the first one. They they let him. They ran forward, and let him on his own. He's able to get an Eddie and beat Jack Bolton in his near post. But the second one, I mean, I was watching it on the telly, but from what I saw, our centre half before he struck that ball. Was was it Edwards or 
it was not centre off. I'm not sure. I mean, I was watching. Don't get me wrong, I'm watching it in the pub. But the thing is, the gap in the middle was just criminal. And, <laughs> and the thing is, is, as long as we defend like that, I mean, there's nobody tracking back. There's, there's. I mean, the thing is, if you one on one with the last man, you don't stand the chance of you struggling anyway. You've got to have a top defender at the back, and at the moment, I can't see. How we're gonna stay up? I really don't. I, like I still have, I like I still have hope. I mean, there's been hopes, uh, like we're getting the result against Luton, and we've been beating teams around us, and we should have beat them. They were, they were poor. Yeah. They were very poor, and both of their goals, you, they can't be any softy. I mean, they can't be any softer. Ball yeah. over the top. Fletcher has got all the time in the world, and if anyone's seen that Sunderland till I die, whatever it was, he, he was known for being Mister Soft. Well, still he gets space to get a header and Jack Bolton should be tipping that round the post. I don't care what's going on in his head. He should be tipping that round yeah, the post. Yeah, he can't be beating it near post. It's a, it's a goalkeeping rule number one, isn't it, really? I think. It, it, now, it, it just now leads into the big problem of will we stay up this season? No. That's that's the thing. No, we're done, mate. We are done. There's no point in, in dressing it up anymore now. I don't know. if it, It's all in January now, isn't it? The problem is, over the last three or four weeks, a lot of our games have been against teams in and around us. And now... But we've been getting results, that's the thing. Yeah, but now we've got the big boys coming. Sheffield Wednesday, they've won the last six. Well, they've not dropped any, not lost anything from what I saw the other day on Sky. Yeah, they're playing well. Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, they are playing well. Uh, I mean, they put four past Forest in the first half at Forest. I know, it's, it, it is worrying times at Stoke at the moment. It's all in January, isn't it? But with this... The, the, I mean, the, for me, the big thing is this scaremongering of financial fair play. It's well, it's nothing but scaremongering. You, you go for it till you get promoted. Well, the fans were saying it first, weren't they? And now the club are actually coming out and saying yeah, it. Yeah, because it suits them, don't it? It suits them because you don't have to put their hand in the pocket. That's what it is. Yeah. The thing is, though, at the start of this season, both the Rose sat here and said that the board's to blame and a lot of fans got in touch with us and said you're wrong you can't slate the coach family blah 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 all this weekend all I've seen is people slating the board skulls out he needs to go the pay rise thing has been a big issue this week I think um, about Tony Skulls well, we'll that's go why into a lot that. of people are turning on <coughs> we'll go into that now about Tony Skulls anyway that's the, main, the next subject we're going to talk about so Tony Skulls as we all know him chief executive bar fantastic football club took us down from the Premier League and got a pay rise while all the players got a pay decrease how's that happen in any footballing world any other, would you imagine that happening at Leicester or Bournemouth or any other club in England or Britain or the world well it might happen somewhere you never know do you I mean there's plenty of crude people in football there's no no doubt in that it, but I think the club's a joke at, the t- at this moment in time there's no other way around it I mean what's the details how much, how much did he have a well basically when he was in the Premier League um, he was on 701,000 for the year and when we went down he got 850,000 that next year over so last so, year so over £100,000 yeah, taking us down yeah and destroying the club I mean it's, 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 what, it's, in what business would you ever get rewarded for failure? Do you know what I mean? People, people. How many people do you know who say, "Oh, I've had a pay rise at work." I'm joking. Why? Because yeah. you, you obviously do well at work. You don't have. A, well, uh, the company nearly went bump last week, but sure, I'd have had fifty quid extra a week. I, just won't happen. I'm generally worried that our, but our board, our owners, are completely inept. I'm getting to that stage now where they're completely inept. They don't know what to do. 
This happened, like I keep saying this on this podcast all the time, that this happened in the 90s. The exact same thing, Jez Moxie and a few other people. Yeah. And it was, he did the same thing then, where he, where he had Lou McCauley and he had everything he needed to get the club in the Premier League and move on. And then he stole, sold his star man and lost the manager. And then the club went into complete disarray and dropped to the bottom, the, to the third tier. And at the moment, it's happening again. All because they decided to keep hold of a manager that wasn't working anymore because he got gets on well with Tony Scholes. That was Tony Scholes' decision, not the, not the owners. No. They decided, right, let's keep hold of Mark Hughes. And it's been a catalogue of inept decision-making from that point onwards. How is he still in the club? And if we and if they aren't, if they if they're too inept to not understand that it's time for him to go, then I'm afraid it might be time for the owners to go. Well, the thing is, I've noticed this this weekend a lot of fans sitting there saying, um, even Middlesbrough said it's their fan side said that Middlesbrough won against a, a bunch of prima donnas, too much money, big time Charlie's blah blah blah. But the thing is, if you dissect it a little bit as well. If you imagine if me and you worked for the same firm and they started struggling work-wise but they kept both of us on because we're two of the good workers but you got a pay rise and I got a pay cut my respect for you would be gone straight away now you can blame the players as much as you want but the players that have seen that they'd have gone hang on a minute yeah, it's how come you've had 100 grand more a year yeah. It's, it's but inept. I have a pay cut. It's absolutely inept. It's not just Tony Scholes though. It's like Joe Allen, Jack Butland, and Moritz Bowie getting pay rises, and everyone else getting a pay, pay cut. cut. It's, it's like, yeah, we think a lot of Joe, Stoke have crumbled since Joe Allen's come to the club. We've gone from ninth in the Premier League to the bottom of the Champions. He's just as bad as Tony Scholes, but he gets rewarded with fifty grand a week. Yeah, and then you've got players like, uh, well, I can't think of Ryan Shawcross and. Other players like that sitting there going, "How's he? Why is he getting more money than me?" Yeah. So it's straight away. No wonder these players aren't playing. The board has decided, "Oh, super golden balls, Joe Allen is worth more than me." Yeah. If he scored twenty-five goals, when we went yeah, down, yeah. And then, and then yeah. If you if he was a superstar and yeah. a real difference maker, then fair enough. He was like a Ricardo Foley or a Mark Steen or a Mark Sharon. You go, yes, give him fifty grand a week because he'll get us the goals, get us up, or get us the assists, get us up. But no, they didn't. They give it to someone who's pretty average in my eyes. See, the only time I've ever seen anybody mention something similar was I think Frank Lampard said it in an interview once about people at Chelsea at one time, someone get more money. Why did he get more money than me? Because he was scoring 30 goals a season and winning as the title. So fat players didn't tend to look at him and go, oh, well, he earns more money than me. Yeah, but he's the one banging the goals in week in, week out. At the end of the day... We've been relegated, and the players who got a pay rise were doing nothing yeah. better than anybody else at Stoke. They collectively went down, and they were collectively poor, as far as I'm concerned. And the thing is, the more we struggle, the more stories come out of Stoke. Yeah, they will do. It's, it's, it's a joke. Everything's a joke. I mean, we're gonna have to move on because it's it's driving me mad. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm just getting back. I'm just getting back it, yeah. back into ranting about the same thing. So we'll go into the news this week, which is, uh, first off, Badu and Dai. Yeah, saw him on the plane. Where? Have you been away? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was flying Ryanair either. <laughs> he would, financial fair play, play yeah. apparently. Tony. We're absolutely skint, apparently. Yeah. 
Get it my way there, Florence. Absolute scaremongering garbage in financial fair play. I've never heard so much rubbish in my life. It's funny how Aston Villa could spend 500 million in three years, but Stoke spends 60 million. Financial fair play! Oh, we've got a car, they'll come in on Yeah, board. yeah, absolutely. It's like <laughs> just scaremongering rubbish. Anyway, yeah, let's go back into the news. Bad who and die. Well, it looks like an 18 month loan, which is just not doesn't really happening as far as Doesn't really help us in any shape or um, form as well. Another net decision. Might as well keep hold of him, really, aren't we? Yeah. Because all we're doing is, don't get me wrong, it might be a 60-40 split on the wages or something. Yeah, it's, it's just... Still not but what did I tell you? What did I tell you two, two weeks ago? Yeah. They, they wouldn't sell him because no one would have his wages. No. I told you this. The problem is now, Stoke, we've got all these prima donna players that don't want to be here. We're going to have to loan them all out because they won't leave them contracts. Well, That's the a, thing. A good point that Michael O'Neill made in his interview saying that 18 players did not obviously travelled to Middlesbrough and didn't play yeah. and then numbers need to be cut but what frightens me is is people are looking at it getting 18 month loan so 18 month loans bordering on two seasons yeah, okay yeah. so 18 month loan that means no one's willing to go well I'm in six months if he does alright we'll buy him yeah. They want him for two years before they make a decision. No, it's, 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 they want him for a two-year deal because he, he helps Stoke out because he, he pays a bit of his wages, I don't know, 40 or 50% yeah. of his wages, which makes we're paying less. But we're still paying him money because yeah. nobody will pay him that contract. So yeah. it shows you how much he's wanted that a mid-table Turkish side is willing to pay 40% of his wages because they don't think he's worth the rest of it. Yeah. So it shows you what rubbish we've brought in. The thing is, he'd only actually had one decent season um, before he actually went to Galatasaray, but then they sold him to Stoke. He had one decent season at Osmanis Bor or somebody, never heard of him. Yeah, Turkish club. Turkish club. But the thing is, that's, how many other players have we seen over the years do that? Mm. One good season, every man his dog wants him. Literally Next every season, player Stoke have bought. Well, we've seen him at other clubs. There was a lad at Watford a few years ago up front. He scored about 27 goals following season. He scored two. Oh, uh, wait. A, a, a tyre or something like that. Yeah. Well, meet you at another one, Swansea. Come in. Yeah, wow, well, look like yeah, a great first season. An old fashioned centre forward. Bonnie. Bonnie had one good season at Swansea, moved to Man City. Yeah. Kevin Phillips, that brilliant season with Sunderland. Yeah, but Kevin Phillips was, I still think he, he was, was. He was good, but he wasn't, he, he wasn't lethal like he was. Yeah. He scored 21 goals that season. After that, I think his best was 12. So it's, it's a big dip. Still a good player, still a decent Premier League player. No There's plenty of other ones at Maro and Shama. <laughs> wow. Seth Jacucci as well. <laughs> yeah, do, do you know what I mean? We, well, the problem is we've done it with not just one, with like four or five. Oh, yeah. And Bully. Yeah, bought them in after one good season. I'll yeah. tell you why, because they're cheap. Cheap, 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 cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. There you go. Right, any right. more news while we're at it? Well, this one's brilliant, really. Um, we shouldn't laugh, but. I have done <laughs> is the no. fact that the whole Stoke City squad is on eBay for 99p. No one's put the officer. It was eight grand now. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought I was watching it going because I'm watching it on my eBay account and I thought, all right, thirty quid. Someone's messing about. Then it went up to like a grand, and I was thinking. Someone thinks this is genuinely real. <laughs> you, can just, you can just see the veil man, the veil owner like that, got out Carol, the veil, what's it called, Broxap, like that. Yeah. Eight grand. Eight grand, we'll have them all. <laughs> you can have them. <laughs> Take them if you I want. Think, I think when somebody put 99p up and thought that was a bit ambitious. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's where we're at now, isn't it? That we're becoming this. Yeah, we've we become a joke. Inept, it's just inept, inept decision making from years and years of inept decision making from John Coates. Probably not Peter as much now because I think he's retired semi-retired anyway. But we said it before, and the only bit of news that's come out this week is West Ham apparently interested in Joe Allen for eight million pounds, and Stoke have told them we want fifteen. Oh. What world are they going to pay fifteen yeah. million pounds for Joe Allen? No. No, this I think that's a miracle. Get eight. Yeah, <laughs> I genuinely do. But I think, I think <coughs> genuinely, it's paper talk. I think they might come and ask him for a loan. But like I say, if if they if they put an offer in eight million and we haven't taken it, we're idiots. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, another news story's come out today um, that we're in the top twenty-five for transfer net spend in the world in the last ten years in this decade, which to me. Should be alarm bells. What do you mean with the worst spenders? We've yeah, we were in the top twenty-five in world football for transfer net spend. Oh yeah, because we we've only there's only one player that's gone for money, which is yeah. Barnoutovic. Yeah, everybody out, which is a big alarm bell. We've been buying rubbish. Yeah, but I've said this before that the transfer system doesn't change. It's just they just change the people. It's the same system that happened in the nineties, and when coach come back and he's carried on ever since. No fresh ideas, no clue, inept ownership. Time for new ownership in my book. People who know what they're doing. Well, the, the reality is, I mean, how far is Stoke going to drop? Yeah, we could drop we, under the Coates family like it happened in the 90s. We could proper drop because they've stopped putting money in. That's the reason why we're now moaning about financial fair play. Because the money isn't available because they're not willing to... They, yes, they're paying for the club to keep it running. But I'm sorry to say... It's your own fault that we're in this position in the first place through inept decision making. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it sounds quite bad that does about about the figure because, I mean, if you look at the twenty five, I mean, Man City have spent more than anybody in world football, which is obvious. Um, <coughs> and the next, the next lot of obvious: PSG, Man United, Barca, Milan. Chelsea, Juventus, all the usual suspects. I mean, if you go if you go towards I mean Brighton have spent two hundred and twenty million. Yeah, it will they will do. But the, the thing is with them, that's why they've changed their they've got rid of that chapel who's coming at Stoke. Because they were bringing in players that didn't have any salon clothes. They weren't going for any money. Because no. they were overhill players. Like when we bought Matty when we bought Everton for three million, he was never gonna go for, he was never gonna go for fifteen million because no. he was twenty eight when he came to the club. Yeah. Same with BT. Peter Crouch, when we bought Crouch, he was 30 when he came to Stoke, so there was no profit ever going to be made from that kind of play. Did well and worked hard and got results, but the fact is there's no salon clothes there. And every time we brought in young, so-called talented lads, they were absolutely garbage. Yeah. Breck Shea, Wagadella, who can't even get in, a, in the MLS team now. Yeah. Breck Shea's out, been out of contract, he, he might force him to retire because he can't get a club. You've got all these players that we brought in that we thought were superstar youngsters. Jamie Ness was one. Loads of them that were absolute yeah. garbage that we brought in saying they were the next this, next that. They were cheap, rubbish. Yeah. Simple as that. I don't like it when people say he's the next this. Oh, well, Jamie Ness was the next There's, Charlie Adam, wasn't You it? see it all the time. Remember, remember years ago, one in the paper about a striker at Wigan. He's the next Wayne Rooney. He never kicked a ball professionally after oh. that. 
Well, it's it, like Maradona Junior, wasn't he? He's the next Maradona. Oh. Couldn't even get in the Blackburn youth team. They got rid of him after the year. Oh, for Barca's youth team's the next Messi. Oh, no, yeah. Bojan. Oh, God, yeah. Must have seen him play long term. Well, he's got to give slow off Bojan. He actually, he actually did some stuff I've never seen before, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we move into another great bit of a topic. I'm going to get... Everybody gets a cup of coffee now, a blanket, sits down, because it's time for Mark's story. Story time. story time now. So what have you got for us this week? Well, <laughs> in 1998, I think you can remember this, because I can vaguely, his transfer list in nine players, and they only found out by eating it in the Sentinel. Yeah, I, I do remember it. That's when Peter Coates decided to have a call and rebuild under Brian Little. I yeah. remember it well, yeah. I do remember it, yeah. Because I remember Richard Forsyth went to the Sentinel talking about, I can't believe it, I've been, I've been here seven odd years <laughs> and they couldn't even bother giving me a phone call before transferring me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, there's a funny little bit from Mark McNally who obviously made the list, um, who said, someone in training had said to him, you made the list, and he turned around and what? For extra training or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the transfer list read it in the Sentinel this morning. And oh just my think, God. That is just so bad. Inept, but your coach, yeah. inept. <laughs> I mean, the best bit is, after that, we, we lost the next game to Birmingham 7 0 at home. Yeah. And that says it all. I remember it's, that match as well. That's, yeah. that's the end. That's when the fans, uh, I think that was the fat time when the fans turned on him and, and he told yeah, him to get yeah, told him to get out of the club. Then he brought in the legend that is Chris Kamara, <laughs> and that didn't go well either, did he? Was it Chris Kamara? Yeah. I thought it was Brown Little. No, it was Chris Kamara. How did he sat Brown Little and bring Chris Kamara in? No, they sat uh, Bates, didn't they? Bates was oh, in Oh, Chip Bates? Yeah, they brought Kamara in. Oh my God. Yeah, so it's just a long disaster to another <laughs> I mean, how's that going to help anything? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it was Chip Bates who took over for Lou McCarley, didn't he, when yeah. he walked? He said, I've had enough. Chip Bates took over and was terrible, and then in came yeah Chris Kamara and it was terrible, and then in came I think was it Brian Little after that. I mean it was Jer- Jerry McMahon, Mark McNally, Josie Andre, Kofi, I remember him Kofi, and uh, Nymore, Paul, and Mike McCarry, Mark Devlin, Steve Woods, Mark Birch. I thought Richard Forsyth was on the list. Was he? Who knows, could have been in the, yes, the, the following day. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a massive queue and, and sold everybody. That that was, I think was reminded of, um, there was a, like I say, there was a big fallout between Lou McCarty and Peter Goats, which, which happened because of the club selling Mark Sharon to, I think, QPR once, and it caused, caused mayhem, and the, and the club went down to League League One because of it, I mean, while them down second division. The thing is, if you... If you if you do stuff like that, it's going to cause issues. I mean, morale's a big thing in football. Don't care what anybody says. You've only, you've only got to look at Stoke now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. It's happening again, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, happening it's again. Inept, inept decision making. Not be in, careful. Not knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Making terrible decision after terrible decision, and not learning from them decisions. I mean, what always frightens me is, is when we talk about this on the pod, and when people speak to us about it. Sometimes when you speak about it, everyone's got their own opinion on it. When you see it written down by somebody, sometimes you just think it looks worse when it's written down. Yeah. I mean, I saw I saw a piece the other day saying that we swapped Stephen and Zonzi for Marco Van Ginkel. When you read it yeah, written yeah. down, you're thinking 
That's just incredible. Yeah, it's, it's just inept. I, I, yeah. remember, I remember when that happened, we sold Steven Zondi for seven million, and two of his goals, I think, came out and said, oh, it's a cracking deal compared to the situation. And I'm like, are you taking the mick? I mean, Robin Van Persie left with a month left on his contract to Man United for 32 million. And you're telling me letting him go to 7 million to Seville is a good deal. Ridiculous amount of money. It's, it's, and then amount replacing amount. with a player that's never played for Chelsea and never played in the Premier League. Oh, he's going to be brilliant. Marco Van Ginkel's probably one of the worst midfielders I've seen in Stoke. To me, though, he says a lot when no matter what the age of the Stoke fan is, a lot of them have always said... Stephen and Zonzi's right up there. Oh, he's the best, best midfielder I've seen at Stoke. Yeah, I know well, some of the older generation. Will get, well, I mean, yeah, I think we we have we weren't lucky enough. Well, no. that. We were oh. we weren't even lucky to see that great '80s side, the Durban side, with Chamberlain and Bold and Dixon and all. I that. loved seeing Stephen and Zonzi play for Stoke. Oh, he was the, he's the best midfielder. Apart from maybe James O'Connor was my favourite player, but the best midfielder I've seen at Stoke is Stephen Zonzi. Yeah, without a question, yeah. that was a brilliant midfielder. Right, so yeah, I know we would spend to talk about a story, but we're going to talk about Stephen Zonzi anyway. <laughs> time for the women. Yeah, well, first off, um, the reserves, it's been postponed again. Again? I don't even know why. It's like, it rain again, isn't <laughs> it? Has it rained? <laughs> it rained for about three days, didn't it, in the week? So, um, yeah, the the ladies' reserves, I mean, they must they must have so many games to play next year. I know, year. yeah, next year they're gonna play about four hundred games on <laughs> catch back up again. But what they were playing from the year before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to I think I've got a funny feeling, you know. Yeah, Stokes first team's been postponed as well. Oh why can't you just let them play at the time for Christ's sake. The thing will is what you've got to think yeah. about is I'm just trying to think where I've been this week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it did nothing but rain. Mm, it was bad weather, it has been terrible, hasn't it? I mean, Friday was bad. I mean, when I was off my first day, I didn't go shopping because it was constantly raining. It was just in my head, and I thought, I'll just leave it. Yeah, <coughs> it's like I say, it, it, when you get the pleasure of playing on these pitches like the first team, yeah. where it's under soil, but what? this comes back to this point where you could have turned around and gone, well, why don't we just play it at Stokes Ground? Yeah. Stoke away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And oh, were they away? Were they away at being? No, no, Stoke were away though, weren't they? The first team. Manchester. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They could, so, there's, there's always that chance. If we were at home, they should have just said, go on, go play in the Britannia. Yeah, it wouldn't have made any difference, would it? It, would have made a, it would, probably wouldn't have made any money, but at least it would have been, they could have got the game out underway. Especially how well the women's team are doing. They should be getting behind them. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's a net decision making again from the board. Yeah. I mean, everything we're talking about, inept. Inept. <laughs> <laughs> that your word of the week? Word of the week. Word of the week, inept. <laughs> I only, I only read it the other week, that's why. <laughs> about, about four days already to inept. On, on something. He's been inept in that decision making. Inept, I'll take that. Yeah, so it's another interesting week. Not a long podcast this week because, let's be honest, we've got a Christmas one coming out. That one will be a long one. Stories galore, everything that one. Yeah. So I want people listening to that. Make sure you tell your friends. It's a special. We're not going to be depressed like this one because it's going to be talking about past players. We're going to be doing a bit of a quiz. I'm going to be questioned apparently. Yeah. It's a difficult one. Yeah, it's all right. It's not too bad. I'm going to forty few. questions. Forty. <laughs> I think this is. <laughs> I'm not. Well, no. What's that? What you like? Uh, what's it called? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire but with no prize? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we've got that one coming up, so enjoy that. It's also going to be a New Year's one, which we're going to bring out for you as well. End of the decade. End of the decade as well, so there's going to be a bit of a trivia-based pod on the decade, basically, yeah. what best moments and all that. We're going to be introducing that. 
so yeah i'm sorry it's a short one but it's a short one because you're gonna get plenty in christmas day so thanks for listening ta-ra all the best